Uh, hey, my name is uh, Michael, for you guys who don't know me, and uh, yeah, I get the privilege of uh, saying words to you. Yeah, that's it. Um, okay, uh, today we are in another one-off, it's kind of a random message, but today we're going to be a little bit more uh, kind of centered on uh, this idea of wisdom. So if you guys have Bibles, I want you to just go to the, uh, the book of Proverbs uh, and then just kind of hang out uh, chapter 18, book of Proverbs chapter 18. And uh, what we're talking about today is we're talking about this big whole idea of wisdom. Wisdom. Now, wisdom is kind of big, it's generic, it's, it's this massive thing, so how would we kind of tackle it? Well, the book of Proverbs tells you pretty quickly about one specific area of how you grow in wisdom, which I think is, is really, really important for you guys. Because one of the ways in which it says you must grow in wisdom is by friendships. Your friends are going to allow you to grow within your wisdom. You will never be wise if you don't know how to choose to grow and to find good friendships, okay? You will never be wise if you don't know how to find, grow, and learn how to be a good friend or to have good friends. That's kind of a big idea of what we are talking about today. And I think this is kind of really important, especially even for me, because uh, like if I'm just gonna be honest, through this whole week, I've been really rocked by this idea of friendship because I'm not a very good friend. Like, and that kind of sucks to admit at times, but I'm like, dude, like I'm, not a very, like, I'm not very intentional at times. I'm not always the one who, like, puts out the most effort or whatever. And this has kind of rocked me a lot throughout the week of just, like, sitting in this and really studying this whole idea of what friendship even is because it, it really hits me at the core of it. And that's kind of my goal for what I want to happen to you. Um, and this is a weird culture, and it really hits all of us in different ways. This one guy, um, he does this uh, study of how much all of the world's knowledge doubles, okay? It's this really weird study. All of the world's knowledge doubles in Jesus' time in a millennia and a half, 1,500 years after Jesus was born, all the knowledge that the world had had doubled, okay? Double the amount of knowledge a millennia and a half. Uh, when it goes into the medieval periods, it's about half a millennia. When it hits World War II, it's about 120 um, some odd uh, years. And it begins to progress and get quicker and quicker and quicker. Now, when you get to our stage of life, at this current moment, April, whatever it is, 2018, the amount of time it takes for all of the world to have its knowledge doubled is 12 hours. 12 hours. This is why we call ourselves the information age. We are so connected, we know so many things about whatever it is that we want to know, right? We have, as some people have called it, eternity in our fingers. We can just you know, pull out our phone and know any question about anything that we ever wanna know, we could answer right there and then. We are the most connected group and generation in the history of the planet, and yet, because we're so connected, we still feel so alone. We kind of live our lives progressively like we're, you know, in that elevator and there's a lot of people around us, but yet we're kind of by ourselves. We are the kinds of people who have a lot of friends, but don't have really any friends. This is why I think this is such an important topic. We know a lot of people. We are connected to a lot of people, but we don't really know how to grow, how to find, and how to become good friends. So that's kind of the topic for today. We're going to talk about uh, the uniqueness of a friendship. We're going to talk about how to find uh, a friend, and then we're going to talk about how to grow friendship. Okay, sounds kind of generic, but let me, if this does anything to you like it did for me, 
it will kind of just blow your mind a little bit in terms of what the Bible has to say about this. Let me pray and uh, we will get going. Father, thank you so much for uh, this time. We can just be together. We can learn from your word that we would allow this to uh, go out into practice, that we would leave here and actually do some of this stuff, not just allow it to be in our head and go, oh, that's cool or whatever, uh, but it would actually change us. It would move us into a, a beautiful way. And as we leave here, um, that we, we really, really take these things to heart and then we do them. And that would be awesome for us to do. And I just pray that you would give us that boldness and that courage to go out and do whatever it is that you have called us to do. So in that, thank you. We love you. Just want to pray. Amen. Uh, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 24 says this, A man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. All right? You might have a lot of friends. You might have a lot of companions. But there is a friend that is better than a brother. That's basically what it's saying. And it's saying that because a friend is a very different relationship than what any other relationship is. Right, you can have a romantic relationship where you're so like involved in said girl or that guy or whatever, and you're like, oh, like you are everything or whatever. And we have that kind of a relationship. Or we have those relationships like siblings that are like, you're always kind of there. I can't really get rid of you. You know, we'll, we'll try to make a use for you or whatever. And then you have your, your family, which for some of us is really just the money bank, right? So you're kind of having all of these different relationships and they all mean different things. But what this is saying is a friend is so unique because it surpasses at times even the responsibility of a sibling. A friend is a very important part of your life. Friendship is a very important part of your life. Uh, Proverbs 17, 17 says this, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. What does that mean? It's kind of saying that, man, one of the most important things about a friend is that they're always with you. Not all the time, not every single second of every single day, but they have a very different purpose than a brother. A brother is stuck with you. They didn't get to choose whether they wanted to be with you or not. They were your brother with no choice. And family is one of those relationships that regardless of what happens, they will always be with you. But the difference between a friend and a brother is even though a brother is with you, they don't have to like you. A friend is very different because they choose to be around you. Isn't that so strange? There is nothing connecting you together to that individual, right? So if I'm married, my relationship to my wife is connected because I got a ring on my finger. We did a whole ceremony where we promised to be with one another. And a family, we're connected by blood. But a friend, like I have no connection to a friend. They're just some random stranger who one day wanted to hang out with me. And now we've kind of been a little bit inseparable. That seems like a really weird thing for us to go through. But the difference of this is the uniqueness of friendship is the idea that it is completely unnecessary. For you to have a friend, the friend doesn't have to be your friend, but they choose to. That's important. That's why it's different. A brother can't choose to not be your brother, but a friend can choose to not be your friend, and yet they choose to be around you. That's an important thing. For us, we make everything about romantic love. We don't care about friendship, or we don't care about some of these other things. Everything's about romantic love. Right, every advertisement or every marketing scheme is all about, like, you know how weird that is? You know what I mean? It's like you watch TV and there's this girl who, like, is wearing no clothes and is, like, having a bikini and is holding this flag. And you're like, she's like, oh, hey, fellas. And then all of a sudden it's like, buy your tires, two for one. And you're like, what the heck? These have nothing to do in, like, why did you just do? But everything does that, right? Like, all of a sudden it's like this, you know, half skimpy people and they're, like, trying to make out. And then it's, like, all weird. And then it's like, 
teddy bear, right? That's how we market. Everything is around this whole idea of like this romantic or like sexual love. That's how people kind of portray to you. When you go for groceries with your parents or whatever, and you walk on by through when you're paying for the things, you don't see these glossy magazines go, you know, what do they say? So-and-so is sleeping with so-and-so. We're like, you're nasty, right? Like that's what gets us. The thing that gets us is who is sleeping with who. That, something about that is like intriguing to our hearts. We're like, she's what? I thought she was with disgusting, right? Like that's, that's the thing we care about. We don't look at magazines and go, so-and-so is a friend with so-and-so. Because we don't care. We're like, that's fine, whatever. Let's get back to the dirty nonsense, right? That's what we all want to know. Our whole world is enraptured into this idea of romantic love. The Bible calls this eros. It's, it's kind of this erotic love. Everything is about that thing. But what we begin to do is we begin to treat our romantic relationships like friendships. Or we try to change our friendships into being more like romantic relationships. But it always, friendships always take the back burner on things. Think about the Lord of the Rings, right? The Lord of the Rings, have you ever seen the movie? Everything in the movie is all kind of centered around this one relationship, right? These two people, they're like, hey, I want to be with you. I want to be with you, baby. Oh, yeah, right? There's this guy, a little, a little small guy with a ring. We don't care. I like you. Like, that's the whole point of the movies. But in the books, all of that romantic nonsense stuff is all at the back of the book in the appendices. The writer had no intention to make the love triangle or whatever the central thing. The whole book of the Lord of the Rings was supposed to be about friendship, and yet we have changed it into something completely different. Think about uh, how many songs, if you stacked up all of the songs of romantic love versus all the songs about friendship, one is completely more staggering than the other. Our world is obsessed with romantic love, and we've lost the idea of what it is to be a friend. And it makes sense, right? Erotic love, that's the reason why you're here. That's the reason why you're sitting in the room. You know, a decade and a half ago, your Thank <laughs> you. 